Hello, hello, and welcome to the Patience Mindset Podcast. My name is Patch Deng, and this is my weekly podcast where I create short, no BS episodes dedicated to helping you be the person you're meant to be, leave your comfort zone, and live a fulfilling and meaningful life. Let's go. Welcome to episode 20 of the Patience Mindset Podcast. Hello, my friends. Welcome to a fresh new episode. And first of all, I want to say thank you to everyone that listened to last week's podcast. I got some of your DMs and sorry to some of those that I couldn't reply back. And on today's podcast, it's going to be a little bit shorter than my normal podcast because I'm going to be talking about a book that really changed and shifted my perspective to how I do things in my life and how I approach and overcome the obstacles that is standing in the way of me becoming the best version of myself. And that book is called Man's Search for Meaning by Victor E. Frankel. And it is possibly one of the best books you can read if you really want to find meaning and it teaches you about suffering. And the book is based on Frankel's own experiences and the stories of his patients where Frankel argues that we cannot avoid suffering, but we can choose how to cope with it, find meaning in it, and move forward with renewed purpose. At the heart of his theory, known as logotherapy, is a conviction that the primary human drive is not pleasure, but the pursuit of what, what we find meaning in. And there are three key takeaways that I took from reading this book and some of you would really, really shift your mindset if you take the time to read that book because it is possibly one of the best books you can read. And the first key takeaway that I took from the book is understanding your why. And Frankel talks about how you need to forget the meaning of life as a whole. You just need to work out the meaning of your own life. And there's a famous quote that most people know, which is, he who has a why to live can bear almost anyhow. And this really got me thinking because if you think about it, most successful people like in entrepreneurship, business, or in sports or in acting, they really have a strong why because along the way, there's going to be obstacles and things that stop you from pursuing your goals and things that would really test you and test your character to become the best version of you. And if you don't have a strong why, and if you don't have an understanding of your why, then you're going to be knocked down and it's going to be hard to get back up each time. But if you have a strong enough why that is bigger than you, and you find meaning in that why, it's going to be, it's going to be easy for you to move forward and achieve the things that you want to achieve. And there's this great example by Will Smith where he talks about um, how if two people are in a treadmill, for example, him and somebody, the, the only way for him to lose is that if he dies or he outworked the other person. So his mindset is, or his why is, you got you to gotta be, you got to outwork me first before anything happens. And this is the mindset that I took and approach with everything that I do that in my life that you, you might be ta- more talented than me, you might be more successful than me, or you might be just overall more talented than me, but you cannot outwork me. And this is a mindset that I developed from years of playing sports and just being tested in my own life. And I understand it now because 
the only way to become successful is you got to be able to outwork other people because at the end of the day, everyone don't have the same qualities and some people might be better than others. But if you have that mindset that no one can outwork me and and if it all comes down to working hard, then it's going to be is that last step is going to be your habits and the things that you've done to be able to become successful and to be able to overcome that obstacle standing in your way. And this is what the mindset of most athletes have, that they're putting the work through behind the scenes and they're putting so much work. So when they get to that moment, they know that they have the work to back it up and they're willing to outwork anybody and they're willing to do anything possible to be able to get to where they want to get. So when you have a strong enough why, then you can almost bear anyhow. And this is such an important mindset to have especially if you're going through something in your life right now just find meaning in something it could be your parents it could be trying to become a better version of yourself you just need to understand why you are doing what you are doing and your your why need to be stronger and bigger than you and the second key takeaway from the book is that victor talks about is victor discovered that overdoing or overdoing in fears can help to overcome them. So it's true what they say about facing your fears. In this case, the more you do it, the easier it becomes. The technique is called paradoxical intention, which is based on the twofold approach that fear brings about which one is afraid of and hypertension makes possible which in and if you think about it in practice, this means if you're afraid of something, first you need to get close to it and you don't go all in at once. First you you get close to whatever you're being afraid of. For example, if you're afraid of going to the dentist, then you can the first step you can do is get into a dentist's office where they're not doing any work on you. And you try to overcome that fear by getting used to the surrounding and the machines and everything else. So you become accustomed to the smell and the sounds and everything near it. And you can slowly and gradually overcome your fear. And this works in public speaking too. So for me, I never used to be a great public speaker. And it took me lots of practice to be able to come to overcome this. Because when I was at uni or some may call college, Presenting was one of the most important keys you can develop. And I, for me, who's with somebody who has anxiety, presenting, it is one of the hardest things for me to do because I tend to overthink everything. And when you tend to overthink everything, it's hard for you to make the process, progress to become better. And for me, I had a decision to make. I can either find a way to overcome my fear or I can go the opposite way and just never become the never face my fear of public speaking and i realized that if i don't run towards the fear then i'm going to be holding myself back so i had to get over that hurdle and i had to train my mind to visualize how my presentation was going to go and for me i understand this technique where if you're prepared then your anxiety level goes down a little bit so what most people don't realize when your anxiety is up most of the time you try, when you try to wing something, then your anxiety is going to be high. But if you don't wing something and you prepare, and your, your anxiety levels are going to be down because you know you put in the work 
And when you put in the work, you got the confidence to be able to achieve what you want to achieve. So in college, I put in so much work by practicing and it could be in the mirror or practicing with some of my colleagues and or practicing with some of my students and just try to become better as a presenter so I can overcome that fear. And once I overcame that fear, I was able to become better and I was able to face that fear and I understood that it wasn't as bad as I thought. It's just my mind was making up tricks for me and came up with this monster and blew up my anxiety to be so high. And for anybody who does a presentation knows how it feels. And for somebody with anxiety, it's like 10 times is hard because your anxiety plays tricks on you and it's really hard for you to be able to move forward. So when I understood that, I was able to overcome my fears and I was able to go forward and be able to present in front of people. And now I understood because once I put in the work, I was able to develop that confidence. And this is what Victor discovered in his book that when you face your fear, it your fear diminishes a little bit and your confidence goes up. So when you're afraid of something and you attack it, because most people, their mind are trained and this is something you learn in psychology. Most people's minds are are trained to avoid pain. And this is something that's in our human DNA. Because when we were, when humans were first created, they ran away from danger because if you ran towards danger, then you're most likely going to be eaten and you're not going to survive. So as human beings, we have this notion in our head to always seek comfort instead of going towards pain and instead of going towards fear. And once you learn that in psychology and once you understand that you need to run towards pain you you understand that the only way to move forward and to become better is to really go towards your pain and to really understand that your fears are the only thing that are going to make you become better and for me i understood that early and i was able to just focus and move forward to really understand that Fear is not something that it's not something that can stop me. It's something that I can overcome with with putting in the work and becoming the best version of myself. The third takeaway is probably the most important, which is your attitude is up to you. For me, this is something that I struggle with. With my attitude, I always have a negative mindset. And this is something that I've developed over the years and now I gotta find a way to unlearn it and it's something that I practice every single day and it's really difficult because now I understand because of the book that you can't blame your bad mood on others. Your attitude is entirely up to you. You get to choose how to react to others, your circumstances, your emotions and your thoughts. Sure, something can upset you and trigger you but you don't have to lash out or get upset by it. And this is something that I understood very well because for me, I'm somebody who gets angry very quickly. But now I'm starting to understand that people can trigger you, but you get to really choose your response and you get to control how you respond and react. And for most people, that couple of seconds to really calm yourself down and be mindful before you do something, it is something that takes really a long time to practice because 
want to understand that you need to be calm at all situations because every time you're lashing out at people or getting upset, you're wasting your energy. And during the day, you only got a certain amount of energy. And if you keep wasting it on other people, then you won't have enough energy to pursue, to put it into things that you really love and to put it into things or to put it into your family and friends. So once you understand that you get to control your mood and you get to control your attitude, it's so much easier for you to move forward and to become the best version of you. And Frankel really came to the realization, especially in the concentration camp, because they couldn't sleep and they didn't have enough food. And it really took a lot of battle for them to overcome being in a concentration camp because if you don't have any food, it's going to be hard for you to have any strength to do anything. And if you don't get enough sleep, obviously it's going to be hard for you to be able to do anything. And this is something that Franco really understood that all that mental and physical stresses on them, the type of person and the type of prison really came down to their inner decision and to make the choice that, I am going to survive whatever I'm going through. And this is what Franklin learned because when you make this decision to keep going and to keep showing up and to keep overcoming obstacles, then certainly once you make that decision and you keep showing up and you keep really focusing on what you can control, you are able to move forward. And this is something that he discovered when he was looking at other prisoners when he was in the concentration camp that some of them made the decision not to wake up because it is so much easier for them for them to just lay down and not show up because once you make that decision it's hard for you to move forward so and once and it's it is an inner decision that most people make and that's ultimately leads to the, to their death because he understood that you got to make an inner decision for you to move forward and you can only control what you can control. You can't control external influences. And this is something that I'm beginning to understand because I can only control what I can control. I can control my action and my thoughts. And a great example of this is when somebody cuts you off when you're driving, you have, you have two choices. You can either lash out at that person or you can just be mindful and understand that they might be going through something else or they might have been in a rush. And if you did that, most likely you're going to excuse yourself and you're going to come up with a, a reason why you're doing what you do. And when somebody else does it, you don't really give them the benefit of the doubt or the compassion that they did what they did because they have their own reason or they had to be going somewhere else. So once you understand that you're, every time you lash out or you get mad or you get angry, you're really draining your own energy and you're really learning to program your mind to be always lashing out with yourself and to be always lashing out with other people. And the best thing you can do is find a way to manage your attitude and your attitude is the only thing you do have. And in life, there will be so many things that might happen to you and you can't let that those things determine your future and you can't let those things especially your circumstances and your emotions and your thoughts determine where you go in your life and this is so profound and this is something that i learned for a lot for the past year because of the pandemic the pandemic really told me a lot of things especially about the things i can control 
and the pandemic when we were all locked in our houses and you can't really visit other people. For for some, it was a really hard time. But for me, I understood that the only thing I can control is myself and I can control how I react and how I interpret what was happening to us at, the, at that time. And for me, I get to control my perception and I get to control my attitude towards that. I can either become angry and resentful towards not being able to see other people and not being able to go outside, or I can understand that this is the best interest for me and other people to be able to help them and to be able to be a help to other people. So once you understand that you can control your attitude and you can't really do anything else, you can only control what you can control, you are able to move forward. So for me, now... It's a learning curve that I understand that I can't blame my bad mood on other people. So I'll leave it there. Just something to think about. Shorter episode. Hope it gave you some perspective. Something to consider. I'd love if you share this episode with a friend. Tell them to subscribe. Tell them I appreciate them, even though I don't know them. And thank you so much for listening to this podcast. See you on next episode. I'm out.